Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of So How'd You Get Here? I'm Angelo. I'm Tony. Welcome to the show. Today, we have a very special guest. And since you are basically BFFs, I'm going to let you do the introduction. I mean, I don't know if we're BFFs. We're 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 definitely friends. Okay. Uh, Welcome to the show. Good friend, Carrie Audino. You probably know her. Well, you probably don't know her, but you should know her. She's casted a million things. Uh, Won an Emmy for casting the show Mad Men, but she's casted Bosch. The Romanovs, um, uh, there's too many, too many things to, to list. She's a uh, fellow East Coaster uh, from New Jersey. We want to find out how she got out to L.A., how she got to casting, and she's here to tell us all about it. Welcome to the show, Carrie Audino. Woo! Thank you so much. I can give you applause, too, if you need it. <laughs> I, I'm good on the applause. Okay. I think we're okay. Thank you for coming to the show yeah. today. So Appreciate excited to be here. here. Yeah, so fun. So we're going to take it back. Um, obviously, you're from back east, from New Jersey. Were you like a child actor? Were I you was. in the arts? Yep. So was this always like getting out to California? Was that like a dream? Was that Never. a goal? Never. Never. Okay. Um, I was probably the least likely person ever to come to California. Okay. All my friends were like, you would never move to LA. And I was like, that's correct. I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> uh, but what happened was I uh, I started as a dancer when I was really young, um, which then kind of segued into musical theater um, around 12. Okay. Um, and I got really into it. And I was singing and dancing and acting and taking acting classes. Where do we get some of this footage? It, it exists. I mean, there's stuff of me in How West Side Story. How much do we Story. need to pay you to get it? I mean, it's you're a lot. <laughs> That's a the lot. right answer. <laughs> a lot. Um, but it exists. And uh, I got really into singing. Went into New York City for lessons. Started taking acting lessons in the city. Doing all that. And that was sort of going to be my path. I was going to Wanted to be a triple threat. Yep. And I was going to be on Broadway. Supportive parents? Like, were Super. they like, okay. Unbelievable. Okay. Like, my biggest fans. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They were great. Um, I started the college auditioning process. I got into NYU, which was incredible. And truly, like, I, I think that that set the foundation for everything I have now. Um, even though I'm no longer acting and haven't been for a long, long time, uh, I learned a lot there that sort of has helped transfer as has transferred into my career as a casting director nicely. Um, but so I got to college. I didn't sing as much there. I really focused a lot more on acting, super serious method acting in mm-hmm. Strasburg, the yep. whole deal. Um, and out of college, I sort of got a little disillusioned. Like I graduated and was like, fuck, like, this sucks. <laughs> like, the auditioning process it sucks? It sucks. Like I mean, it's like, an I'm, going, I'm like going to open calls for rent. Yep, I just dated myself. Uh, I'm doing, you know, all of these things, and I'm, and it doesn't feel like any, there's no movement. Okay. As, as, which is the way. Yeah. Um, and I was sort of not excited about it. So you lost some of the passion. I've completely. Okay. And I went into it when I first started college as being so excited. Like it was, there was no other way I could do anything else, which is of course what they tell you. If there's anything else you should do, could do, you should do it. But I, I didn't, I was sort of like, what am I doing? I was bartending and I was, you know, being young in New York, um, which was what it was. Right. (laughs) Um, And then I decided to get an internship at a casting office. Because I was like, I should fill my time. I should learn more about what the it, process. This process, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got an internship at um, 
Liz Lewis Casting Partners, which is a huge commercial agency in New York. Okay. And they hired me as an intern, and I would bartend till four in the morning, be there at nine every day, and that Oof. that was the pace. But yeah. I mean, I was so young. I was twenty two. Right. Like I didn't sleep. Yeah, you're built for that. Yeah. That yeah, like, yeah. And I mean, and it, and to a certain degree, I still am. Like I have a lot of stamina. So yeah. like it's, now we're all like it's four in the afternoon. I but I, it's like I still stay up <laughs> till two in the morning. Like right. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. Right. But I'm up. <laughs> but. So, yeah, I, I started interning there, and uh, it was really fun. And I loved dealing with all the actors and doing all these things and having it not be about me. And I didn't – I hadn't put it all together yet, but one day I said out loud, actors are coming in, and I'm taking their pictures, Polaroids. And, um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm so glad that's not me. Ooh. I said it yeah, out, out loud. loud. Yeah. And my friend, Seth Yanklowitz – um, who was casting director here in LA? He uh was like, "It's supposed to be you," and I was like, "Right, right." And that sort of set me in a different direction. I was like, "I don't know that I want this," and and it wasn't. I loved acting, but I didn't love it enough to sacrifice all that I had for it. I sort of right. wanted more. Even at that age, I wanted more stability. Mm -hmm. I wanted to sort of know my path a little yeah. bit, and. It was, I just didn't want to do that thing. And I didn't. They hired me at Liz Lewis. I was there for like a year. Um, then I started, went on my own and I went out on my own and started casting like people's independent films and little theater productions. And I did that for like another year. And So then, you liked it enough to kind of keep pursuing totally. that, that part of the business. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I'm going to just see what this is. Yeah. Um, and someone asked me to be in a show at one point, and I did it. And I was like, this is my swan song. <laughs> and I was in a Merrily We Roll Along. And that was it. That was the last time I was ever and on you're stage. Was, are you 23 now? Yeah. Okay. And that was it. Okay. And that was done. And uh, So you haven't been in front of the camera until now? No, right now. I mean, I have, but not, yeah, no, not really. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You've like, done interviews. I've done interviews. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's right. it. Like, but I've not acted in front of the camera right. since then. No. Um, and that's fine. It's so fine. And I'm never, I was never one of those, and I still am not uh that kind of casting director that's like, oh, I wish that was me. I wish I could I could do that better. Yeah. Those thoughts never enter my mind. Do you find that you're more sympathetic to the acting process? Because you know that percent. you, you know, yeah. ran the gamut and yeah. Kinda, yeah. A thousand percent. Okay. I think it totally helped inform the way I treat actors, the way uh, I move through the audition process with actors. Mm -hmm. um, so, I because you know what it feels like. To I know stand what it feels like. Yes. Skin. And when someone's like in a full flop sweat in my office, <laughs> I'm like, "Baby, why don't you step outside? Let's take a breath. <laughs> right. You're good. Yeah, we're good. We're gonna, you're gonna do this today. Go outside. Collect yourself. Mm. You know. So I think I have more compassion in that way yeah. where I can be like, okay, like. Which I guarantee you they appreciate. I, I, I think they totally do, you know? And also it's like, th if, if actors are good, I, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's there, it does not like benefit me in any way. Right. To make them nervous or make, to make that sh like shitty experience more shitty. Right. <laughs> like, well, we had another casting director know? on last season and we, she said the same thing. She was like, listen, we want you to win. We yes. want you to succeed. Like we're trying to fill a role, but we want the best. So we're not. We don't want you to fail. No, we're rooting for yeah. you. Like, and it's not an inconvenience. None of it is. It's my job. Right. It's all good. Um. So 
Yes. I think that, like, I do love actors. They're crazy, but I love them. <laughs> you have to be to be able to act at yeah, some Yeah, like, it, it, it is a little bit, it is a crazy choice. It is the kind of choice where you are just taking a giant leap and saying, like, I'm going to give you someone I don't even know all the control in my life. Mm -hmm. um, and that is really hard. Very hard. Really so how hard. long do we stay in the city for? Okay, well, this is where it gets good. Oh, oh. Hold on. Oh, that's great. We're only like four minutes. Yeah, we're gonna in. write this okay, down. Okay, this is great. I'm listening. <laughs> no, so I was bartending still. Um, I was working at this restaurant called Papalini's, which was on um, Waverly, I believe, or like in that whole little okay. NYU area. And the guys that ran that place, they were like, "We're going to LA, and we're making movies. We already did one. Come do some other ones with us, and you know, you can uh, production coordinate or something." And I was like. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, mean, I was young. I was like, sure. Yeah. Give it a try. And I was like, I'll go to LA and do that for six weeks. Yes. Yeah. And like, I wasn't casting at the moment. Like, you know, it was, it wasn't like work was falling from the sky. Right. I was hustling everything myself. Um, and they were offering me a paying job and I was like, okay. In California. Yeah. And they were like, come on out. We'll put you up. You can like be our production coordinator on this movie you can help us with casting and, you know, whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm dating this dude. Can I hire him as a PA? He was like, whatever. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> uh, yep. 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 Okay. So uh, he and I went to California for six weeks together, me and this guy. I'm not going to say his name because he sucks. Yeah. Um, and Don't worry. We'll put it up on the bottom of oh, God, with <laughs> handles and phone number. Uh, and he and I um, – yeah, we never left. That was it. What year was that, roughly? 2000. Okay. 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 So it was roughly around 2000. And so this uh, movie wraps, and now you're in LA. Yeah. With well, a guy, another, and we rolled. Like, we rolled into another movie. Oh. Like this company with these restaurant owners. That's amazing. That's, like that's a story right there. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> they um can and they they make everything straight to video still. Okay. Um, and it's all like. Pre-sales, yep. foreign financing, uh, and it's – I can't tell any of the stories. That's okay. Um, <laughs> but it was what it was. What about off-camera with some alcohol in that cup? Oh, yeah. Could you tell us stories yeah. then? Uh, yeah. you will, your head would fall <laughs> off your butt. Um, so I worked with those guys probably about two years, two and a half years, and, uh, you know, didn't always get paid. It was not always, like, the most – on the up and up situation. Right. And I was like, I'm going to go back to casting. And somebody posted a job for Boston Public. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, somebody, my business partner, Laura Schiff, posted a job for Boston Public. Oh, wow. And it was her first TV job. And she hired me as her associate. And that was that. Was that shot in Manhattan Beach? Sure was. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. It was shot in Manhattan Beach. I drove to Manhattan Beach every day, which then was no commute at all. Right. Like it took 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I worked on that show for four years. I did three with her and then she left to go do West Wing and they hired me as the casting director on that show. Oh, wow. And that's how I got to be a casting director. So, oh, so you're an associate first with her and then just fell right into, not fell, but. Well, work. I mean, I did the show and it was a complicated show and it was a show that had, you know, so, so, so much casting every episode right. and lots of young people. And uh, they were like. How involved was Sorkin in the casting process? 
It, no Sorkin. It was David Kelly. Oh, David, David Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, that's right. Um, he was involved on big roles. Got it. He was uh, not in the day to day. No. Um, but on the big roles, yes. I think that's kind of where his studios are, right? Because it wasn't mm -hmm. Ali McBeal down there. Yeah. Or, okay. Oh, yeah, they were all yeah. there. I mean, we were there when like Robert Downey Jr. was shooting and wow. stuff. Got it was a very crazy time down yeah. there. Um, John Bon Jovi. Nice. I went to set that day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll go in Ali McBeal today. Uh, I mean, I'm from New Jersey. Yeah, of, of course. course. Yeah, Did yeah. he sign a CD for you? I couldn't speak to him. <laughs> I was out of my mind. Um, which I am not starstruck. I could give a shit. And, uh, Musicians though are hard. Okay, okay. Uh, that's okay. where it, kind of that's star. where it gets crazy yeah. for me. Like Tom Cruise could be sitting here. Right. Brad, Pitt, I would be like, "Hey, how are you? Yeah. Whatever, don't care." Yeah. yeah. All right. But if new kids on the block, no, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but but John Bon Jovi, yeah. I would literally be like, I would be blacked out. Okay. It right. wouldn't be good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so it would how, be. <laughs> how long were you on Boston Boston Public for? Four years. And so. Explain to the audience a little bit about the casting process. So when you're on a show like that and it lasts four years, are you just hopefully that you, you did a good enough job that you get another show? Or you got to like re-pitch yourself for yeah. another project? You have to re-pitch yourself. Oh, you okay. So that's the thing. That's, that's the thing I think actors don't really understand about what we do. Like so much of what we do is so close to what actors do. We are hustling for work the same way. Right. You know, it, there's no job lined up necessarily. I mean, in success, yes, things have gotten infinitely easier and I've been very fortunate and I've worked really hard but yeah we still hustle for work yeah, yeah. and you're I think casting is the only real department that doesn't really get awards for we get castings. Emmys yeah we don't get we don't get Oscars yeah. we should get Oscars but we don't we don't um we don't get Golden Globes either right it's it's not cool and you work no. just as hard as well, there's the reason why the thing is happening. <laughs> I mean, I think there was for a long time a theory that like directors and producers do all the casting on films, which to a certain degree is true. Like they don't do all the casting, but do they sometimes attach big names? Yeah. Sure. Right. Okay. But I mean, the rest of it comes from a casting director, yeah. a really, really good one that busted her ass. Yeah. And it's pretty crazy to not honor them. Um, I think that's coming. I don't, I don't think we're far off there. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. It should be. But so to early two thousands, early two thousand Boston Public um, did that for four years, and then after that, uh, I thought, I mean, I was a casting director. I was like, I'm going to move back to New York. Oh. I'm done here. Why well, be in L.A.? I don't want to be in L.A. I was here for five years, and I was like, I'm going back. So I moved out here in two thousand one. Like, what was really being cast in New York though? Like Sopranos, correct? Sex in the City. What you're saying is right. Law and Order. Like there was like yeah, yeah. I made a bad choice. Okay. There was no casting work for me in, okay. in New York. And certainly it's a very, like, insular community there, too. So they were like, uh, you're not going to come here and take our work. Right. They wanted nothing to do with this L.A. person, which suddenly I was like, I'm a New Yorker. I'm not. <laughs> like, how dare you? Yeah. It's not cool. You yeah. lost your VIP status I, once you moved away. I fully did. Yeah. Um, and I was going to go to culinary school. I like come started on, to like, I did. I literally started to be like, okay, I'm not working and I'm fucking back in New York. And <laughs> like, what am I doing? Yeah. And uh, I I was signed up to go to culinary school, going like they sent me the fucking hat, the whole deal. <laughs> and um, I had. Can I, we also get footage of that? Please. Yes. I just need access to a few <laughs> things from you for this podcast, please. Yeah, I have that. If you have a picture, they sent me a spoon. It was like all sorts of weird shit. Um, and then I, I mean, I there was a down payment, and then. Uh, there was a guy, and then a, 
Another guy. I feel like most of your stories start I know. with that. With a guy. <laughs> so no, don't bad. block your face. We yeah. need uh, to see your yeah. face. No, I understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, as I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, fuck. Um, okay. But it did not work out with this guy. I met my hus- uh, my, my now ex-husband, but uh, yep. uh, yes. And we, um, he was like, if you want to go to L.A., I'll go with you. And he's like, if you get a job this pilot season, I'll come, which was really nice. Yeah. And... And I called Laura, my old boss, yeah. and was like, I think I'm, I'm thinking of coming for pilot season. And she was like, great. If you come, I'll partner with you. Oh, wow. And then she was like, let's do this. And I was like, okay. So we became business partners. We got a pilot. Uh, we got another job after that. And suddenly. Now, she was already an established cash She was. Okay. After she, after la- like she left Boston Public and did West Wing. And after West Wing, she continued I mean, she was still, like, new enough that she was right. hustling, but, you know. Can I ask a question about, like, so a lot of people, artists out here in L.A. are doing their, ind- they're doing what they need to do for their job. But once you partner with someone, I feel like that really, even teaming up with a few close friends that are doing work, did that actually accelerate the career? Did it help? Was it a hindrance? Um, Laura. you need people out here to make it. Totally. And Laura had more experience than me at that point. She had done a ton of features um, and, at one, and two TV shows, yeah. Boston Public and West Wing, both of which, I mean, she got nominated for an Emmy for West Wing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she was, she had more experience than me. And then it, so in some ways, so it didn't necessarily start out like we were on equal footing in our partnership, right. you know, like she was sort of like the one that was the name. Um, and then, you know, it evolved and obviously we're a 50, 50 partnership now. We, we've partners for 17 years or something, oh, wow. something long, yeah. some long time. That's a fairly successful, not only sounds like friendship, but also just career there in, in that, in that relationship. Totally. We've done really well. And, you know, Mad Men really was the turning point for both of us. Mm. Um, and that was a long interview process. It took months to get that job. He didn't make a decision. He was back and forth. We interviewed a couple times. When you say he, are Ma- you talk- Matthew Weiner, right? Are you? But are you talking about? So he actually, the creator of the show, chooses who wants to cast. It's not mm-hmm. from AMC or. Well, it here how it normally works is like a studio will put you up for a job, and like the the studio executives or casting executives at studios are the ones that suggest you. Okay. AMC had no casting executives because they're new. Yeah, they were new, yeah. and they had they had like nothing. It was like a, a four man ship. Oh, wow. you know, like I mean, it really was not a big company yet. So, you know, he Matt was just taking recommendations from friends. Oh, and we got recommended through his casting directors in New York that did the pilot of Mad Men. So he um, and they were like, because they were not going to come to L.A. and he was moving the show to L.A. and they were like, you should interview like these guys. They're great. And, that was and then it. you sold yourselves in like a job interview. And like four and, months later, yeah. we watched the pilot, went in and interviewed, and then he was like, and then like four months later, he hired us. Um, and we were both like, I don't know what AMC is, but this show's going to be insane. Right. Like we just knew. Like we saw the pilot. So the we original like, cast was already cast. Was. Okay. We did everything from episode two on. Okay. Um, and it was incredible. Totally a life-altering experience. And that show lasted six seasons? Seven. Seven seasons. And I think I looked it up. You guys got nominated like six years or something? And something then you won, like in, won in 2010? We, we won once and yeah. were nominated, I think, 
for all the seasons? Oh, maybe, maybe yeah. not. Maybe not all of. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. It's just <laughs> Emmy nominations. What? Whatever. I lost track after. Yeah. Five, I mean, so. I, d- I really don't honestly know. Which I am not like being modest. I don't know. But I, did you bring your award in? I with did you today? not. Because you can just put it up on the table yeah. if no, you want. I didn't bring it. <laughs> so, when you, so on a show like that, which is such such an iconic show and a huge hit, was already cast the original cast. You guys start from episode two. What What are some of like the were you like, oh, maybe this person that we can't, that already cast in New York wasn't that great? Or no, it mean, was it wasn't like, like everyone's that. amazing. It everyone was amazing, and it was so special and so unique, and um, and really none of those actors. I mean, John Slattery was probably the most well known actor of all of them, right? Um, but it was really just like this moment in time where we got to be super creative, and Matthew's super collaborative. And he was super generous with his time with actors, with us. Um, and it made a really, really good show. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the writing, there's a million other things that go into it besides right. the casting. But he really gave a shit about the casting yeah. and put a lot of time into it. And I think it shows in the in, in That was actually going to be my next question. Like, on did, screen. Did he sign off on like most of the things? Like, everything. Yeah, yeah. There's not one thing he didn't sign off on. Oh, wow. There's no role that he didn't I sign I mean, that's got to be the reason why the show was like so successful anyway. I mean, he cared that much. He cared that much, and he and it, and it did matter. It mattered, and I think the details of that mattered. It mattered in the making of that show. Mm-hmm. Um, he was doing something that no one had ever done before. And uh, I feel very fortunate that we got to be part of it. And we got to cast some super iconic people on that show that are, you know, whose careers kind of launched or yeah. relaunched or all, you know, it was really, really fun. And, uh, yeah, it, it definitely sent us in a different direction. So, now that show ends. Obviously, you have massive success. You guys are now on the map a little more. For sure. Does another studio just come to you and be like, we need you to cast this? Like, you did such a good job. Yes and no. I mean, you know, no one's – it never really feels like anyone's, like, banging your door down. Like, and I'm a person that likes to work. Yeah. I, you know, if we don't have, like, four things going, I'm like, we're dead. It's dead. <laughs> <laughs> we have nothing. It's over my career. Yeah, I'm like, it's over. Um, We don't have enough. Whereas Laura's like, we could take a break. I'm like, or not. <laughs> or never. Or get another show. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, let's work. But, I mean, you know – that's like the old school, like Italian in me. That's right. like, well, you should be working. Yeah. yeah. What are you yeah. doing? You can't just sit around. Addicted yeah. to work. Addicted to why, work. Why sit around when you can be working? No, no, no. You got to work. 100%. So, um, I don't know. I, we, we definitely had more opportunity. People definitely were calling and checking our availability more. Like it was definitely, there was more action. Right. Um, and action leads to action. That's the truth. You know, you just got to like keep going. Yeah. Um. Once there's a little bit of heat on you, it's like everyone's kind of like, oh, yeah. And like another and another show that's like that makes it on the air. Like you don't even realize how many things we do that don't make it on the air. Right. You know, it's like there's so many pilots and things that you do that just never see the light of day. Right. Um. Through no fault of our own, of course, people like to blame the casting, but right. That's not it. (laughs) Since that was such an iconic show, and, and you guys casted so many episodes and all those seasons, can you tell us a story about a memorable session? Oh, I mean, there were so many. Someone came in. Oh, my God. Even tell us the actor's name, but like. Oh, but I will tell the actor's name. Or that they bombed on the first one. You called them back and then they like wowed you. I will tell you this. Okay, so Jared Harris. And I I think we've told this story publicly before. Maybe not. But he, uh, everyone that was on Mad Men auditioned for the show. There was no actor that did the show that didn't audition. Got it. No offers were made. Jared Harris came in. He was not the part as written. 
Um, but he was so, he's so fucking amazing. And I was like, let's just do this. Like, let's just bring him in anyway, even though it's not what he asked for and see what happens. And it was to this day, one of the best auditions I've ever been in the room for. He was like, you know. So he was reading for a role that he was not right for. Mm -mm. Okay. It was the only thing that was right about him was he was British and that's what it was supposed to be. Got it. Everything else was like not what was on the page. But he came in, did it. We all were kind of silent after he read because it was like, oh, my God. Because when you – and there is this thing when you have an actor in the room that is so superior with their just skill level, mm-hmm. it, it it changes the air in the room. Yeah. You know, and he was like – you know, Matt was like, it was like driving a Ferrari. You know, like he gave him an adjustment and it was just like perfect. You know, like everything about it was just like exactly in place and incredible. He gave him an adjustment. He did it twice. And it was like, thank you. Yeah. We're good. So does he leave the room and Matthew's like, I need to find a role for this guy No, now? he was like, we're casting him in this part. <laughs> oh. That was it. Got it. He was like, there is no one else. Got it. And like he was, normally he likes to go and watch and look. And he was like, no, no, no. He's like, here we go. Yeah. And I was like, right? He was like, right. <laughs> I'm assuming at that level he knows once you see it, you know. I think yes, um, but no, on Mad Men there was a lot. You know, he, he Matt used the room, the casting room to write. You know, like he would be writing, and he would hear oh. it out loud, and then be like, "Oh, this isn't working. Oh, it's working." So he definitely used it as part of his creative process, um, which is a unique thing. Yeah. And I think also part of the reason why he wanted to be there for all the sessions. I mean, every everybody, if they had one word, he was in the session. Wow. Yeah, that's got to be unheard of. <laughs> it, it's def- even more so now, yes, yeah. um, since everything is online and digital and never live. Um, but yeah, for sure. Can we talk a little bit about that? Because it's yeah. so changed. Do you, would you rather have in the room? I would, of course. Okay. Yeah. I miss it. And why? What? What's the? There what's is, the feeling you're not getting with the videos? Well, there's just a disconnect. Even though you can be giving direction over Zoom and you can be doing all of those things and doing my job the way I've always done my job, mm-hmm. it, there is a disconnect in not being in the room and feeling that thing, that energy, that presence, that connection. You know, and even like I'm, re- I usually am reading with actors when I'm auditioning them, and like you know, even when I'm reading with them, obviously the focus isn't on me, but it's like you want to give them a little enough that they can get where they need to be, but not too much that the focus is off them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you are connecting with them though, mm-hmm. and you are sort of doing that scene with them and seeing what's up and seeing what they're doing, and they're you know, and it's like I you learn to pay attention to them when you're reading with them, right? And when you're reading with them over Zoom, it's not. That just doesn't exist. What about when people send in tapes and you know it's the most edited thing is the best take they've ever done? Yeah. And that's what you get. Yeah. I mean, in the room, you're probably going to fail and see the quirks. and. I, sure. I love the best take ever that's yeah. sent to me. That's right. so nice. <laughs> right. But, you know, I often would be like, I wish I could give this person a note. Yeah. I know that this was their best or they wouldn't have sent it, but sure do wish they were in front of me. It's also not like being on set. No. <laughs> I mean. Not at all. Yeah. So, I mean, we're definitely losing something in, in the translation in this new way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're making it work. Yeah. You know? And the process is longer, strangely, because if you're going to call somebody back, they've submitted a self-tape. Now you've got to have them do another self-tape, and you're going to get on the phone with them, or yeah. the producers are going to get on the phone with them. So the process is a little bit longer. Um, 
and everything is longer now because of COVID anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like we have to hire people much further out for testing and retesting and traveling. And yeah. Yeah. Any, you don't have to name the show or even the actor, but those instances where they come in and you know that this person's has a ton of credits, has worked a ton and they just didn't deliver. And you're just like, Oh, well, oh that, I mean, it, that, happens, that, that oh, was, it happens all the that time. That was underwhelming. Oh, it happens all the time. Yeah. And for me, if I'm in the room, I can be like, okay, this person's having a day. This having this person's not connecting with this material. There's a million reasons why actors right. aren't hitting it. Um, and I try to give them as much, you know, space to figure that out as possible. But you know, there's other people waiting. Yeah. Or if it's a producer session, which it normally is with somebody with those kind of credits, like it's anomaly. It's normally not just for me. Right. So it's like I I don't have a lot of freedom to be like, no, we're going to have them do it a million times. Producers are like, <laughs> we're going to move on. So there is this thing where you need to kind of hit it. But sometimes they don't. After the success of Mad Men, you guys are now kind of on the map a little bit more. What's the next fun project that you guys got? I mean, your credits are so many, we're not going to have to go through all of them. But <laughs> like, what was the next like, oh, this is going to be another good run or a good show or I really I mean, like the, the material there's been so honestly like we've been really fortunate there's been a lot of really good things um and some of them have not been as successful as they should have been like you know we did this thing for um for jason katums last year with hillary swank it's bad that i can't remember the name right now yeah it's not good at all it's okay <laughs> hillary swank was in it though she was yeah it was a great cast super international cast and netflix canceled it after a season and I think it was because of COVID and it was in the space, and right. outer space, and it was expensive. But it was like, this show should be on the air. Was it called like Away or something? Or? Yes, it is called Away. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for that. Away. <laughs> when you cast as many things as you do, it's okay to let no, something slip yeah. by. No, it's bad. But I was talking about how awesome it was and couldn't remember its name. The next one I was looking at that I remember, I didn't even know you cast, was the Romanovs, which yes. was a huge, which is FX, right? Or was um, that AMC as well? It was Amazon. Oh, Amazon. It was Amazon, and that was Matt Weiner as well. And Romanovs was amazing. And it was like sort of getting the gang back together after a few years. And When it says, for the people that are listening and watching, original, like you casted the original cast. Yeah. And then it gets passed on to someone else. Yeah. Like I think it was Shades of Blue, the J-Lo one. Mm-hmm. It said original casting by. Yeah. And then the other episodes were not from you guys. That's right. So what's why does that happen? Why does that happen? It happens, and we usually know it's going to happen before it happens. They usually are hiring us just for the pilot because they're like, oh, this is going to shoot in New York, and we're going to hire local casting. Oh, I usually, see. that's 95% the of the time okay. the reason. And that's what happened there. Um, we did that pilot for a long time. That pilot took a, a minute. Um, Jennifer was really involved. She was amazing. Um, probably one of the hardest working people I have ever been in a room with. Oh, wow. Um, she came to read with actors, like in the callbacks yeah. and she would like move seamlessly from those callbacks to like a video, like zoom conference call back to the callbacks. I mean, she was nonstop and super cool, oh, wow. um, worked her ass off. And it was really, uh, it was, it was nice to be around somebody that like with work ethic like that, you know, yeah. that just like never stopped and was unbelievably respectful and cool the whole time. But no, that's interesting to know that you already kind of know going in that if they shoot in, Vancouver, you might not be the person. Well, if they shoot in Vancouver, we're usually the person. Oh, okay. Because they're going to leave LA casting on for Vancouver. But, um, because Vancouver is also close. Yeah. But if they're going to shoot it in Toronto, we're not, they're not going to leave us on. Got it. They're going to hire somebody for, over there. Um, so 
yeah, that definitely has happened to us more than a handful of times. And we and going going in knowing it's fine. Yeah. It sucks when it happens and they're like, by the way. <laughs> Thanks for all your hard work in getting us yeah. to this cast is so school. amazing, but we don't need you anymore. We're gonna hire yeah, like that part sucks. And sometimes what happens, and this has happened before, like this is what happened with Parenthood and it was devastating. Um we did the original cast of Parenthood with Jason Kadams, who we've worked with several times, mm-hmm. and he's that Parenthood was the beginning of our relationship with him. And that original cast like nearly killed us. It was fourteen series regulars. I was six months pregnant. It was bananas. Um, and Jason was going to stay with Friday Night Lights, and he didn't carry on with the show after the pilot. And he hired a new showrunner, and the new showrunner wanted his own people. Oh. And these things happen. Yeah. Like, it it happens. It was heartbreaking because we put so much into it, but it was what it was. And, it, and you know, it ran for years. That was also painful. <laughs> but, like, you know. That's your version of, oh, I was so close to getting the yeah, role. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And I lost it to that person. For sure. And, I, and, you know, it's like we had this incredible contribution. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that original cast is a really good original cast. And, like, we're proud of it. It, it just didn't get to be our thing. And you, you, you carry on. We continued to work. But you also had some other successes. Yeah, while for sure. Not working on that. For sure. But now that you've it's been at the game for 20 years? 20 years, yeah. Um, 20. She started casting at 12, yeah. by the way. Everybody. Yeah, by the way, yeah. That is so nice. Yes. Flattery uh, works even when people know you're using it casting. <laughs> We're shallow. We're not stupid. Yeah. There's a difference. Perfect. <laughs> okay, thank you. I'll take it. I'll be quiet. Um, any other ventures? Are you like starting to produce? Are you starting to like get more involved? Um, in, like, are you writing? I am not writing. I don't. That's that, you that don't want everything? that. You don't no. want that from me. Um, I'll be the judge of that. But producing, no, you don't want that. <laughs> uh, I do produce, um, and I have been trying to produce different things over the years um, for a few years now. Yeah, probably five or six years, and some and some things have gone, some things have not. The biggest problem I have with producing is that like I need my day job. Sure. You know, so it's like hard and it's hard to produce full time and not necessarily be getting paid until the movie goes and I need to work. So it's like I can't really afford to just drop casting and produce and doing both at the same time is really hard. Yeah. Because my job's demanding, especially if I'm working on multiple things like I don't have time to produce. Is producing more of like a like a passion project in a way like like, yeah, there's there's different scripts that I've had over the years where I'm like. For sure. Yeah. Let's do this. Uh, J- like Jay Seals and I did it for several years together. Yeah. Um, and he now has been very successful and he's he's sort of moved beyond me. Um, and I'm so excited for him. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like I'm busy and it's it's not like I'm doing nothing, but it's like I, I, I absolutely want to produce and I absolutely want to do other things where um, the buck stops a little bit more with me. Right. You know, after after working for other people for 20 plus years it'd be nice to be the one being like let's hire that person yeah have you <laughs> have you and your partner ever been approached to like maybe take over like go to like fox and be like the network casting totally like is that um i think if we did that i don't know that laura and i would do it together okay um we have been approached we have done some consulting work um lionsgate hired us as their consultant year like 10 years ago yeah to before they had casting execs permanently there um what's really the difference uh, to me, it is a it is much less creative. Oh, okay. It is more of an it's an executive job. Yeah, and you're overseeing other casting directors. Um, the security of it is super appealing. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know that I'm ready to just go full corporate yet. Yeah. Um, and I and I think there are skills of mine that would definitely lend itself to it, but I'm just not. I don't know if I want that yet. Because you're not really actually in the casting. You're kind of just like. You're not. I mean, you are hiring people to cast shows. You're hiring people to cast shows and you're also, no, you're strategizing and you're helping things get cast and you're helping them with lists and you're, you're doing creative things, but it's not creative. Like what I do. Yeah. Um, and I just don't know that. And it's a pain in the ass. Mm. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm assuming. Yeah. Cause you're, you're putting, you're answering to studios now directly and networks and networks, networks. all kinds of business red tape. You got to adhere to for sure. Got it. So, so the, um, there's a pro and a pros and cons that come with major, it. major. So I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I'm there yet. Okay. Especially with all this, like with me still sort of wanting to throw my hat in the producing mm-hmm. ring. And the truth is once you are, you know, someone said this to me once years ago and I, I was like, yeah, totally. But now it's like, yeah, totally. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, that was a really good line. Can yeah. you, can you give it to me a different one, one more time? <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> Um, sing it, sing it. <laughs> I will not sing, sing it. it. Nope. <laughs> I only karaoke. Okay. Okay. Um, so they had said, you know, oh, well, you know, casting directors experienced as you are, are basically producers anyway. And I was like, yeah. And we actually really are. Right. We don't get paid to produce, but we definitely produce. Um, we spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to get, make their show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a big process. Some of it, and especially when you're working with um, showrunners and stuff that are less experienced, you definitely are are helping them through the process in a much more intense way. So, since you did Mad Men with Matthew and the Romanoffs, you said right, Matthew show. Mm-hmm. Is he? Are you guys kind of like his go-to? Or I, I or believe is, we are. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I knock on wood. Yeah. Um, he's a dear friend, so it's like he. He trusts you. There's a yeah. relationship there. There's a trust. For sure. Yeah. My next question, actually, we're not question, but I was going to bring up. So you're on the phone probably weekly, daily with, with agents. I'm on the phone nonstop. Nonstop. Okay. What's the best pitch <laughs> you've ever heard? Or, no. are, I mean, are they really, like, selling? Yes. Like. Yeah, they are really selling. You have to see this person. They're amazing. Yeah. And you're like, I know who they are already. Look, and they're, the ones that are really the best at their job are not selling hard. And they're relying on the fact that I know who this actor is. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of suggesting. They're like, did you think of so-and-so for this? And I'm like, oh, my God, great idea. Thank you. And the pitches are really for people that you don't know. Right. Those are the ones that they're, like, trying to shove down your throat. Where they're like, you got to meet this person. You got to this. And I'm always like, just send me their demo. uh, And let me see. Yeah. Um, And I usually. Are there cases where you're blown away? Like, oh, they're they're right. Yeah. This For is sure. an, this person could be the next whatever. Yes, and like these relationships with agents and managers are invaluable, and I've had them some of them for years and you know twenty mm-hmm. plus years, and some of these people I really trust. If they call me and say this person's amazing, they're amazing. Yeah, and I will see that person. Yeah, and I will absolutely, um, you know, put them in a session. I will do things that like without even having knowing the actor, I'm like I trust you, and then there's other people where I'm like, yeah. You have steered me wrong before. Okay. <laughs> How does the younger, newer agent or the up and coming, not a lot of credit actor, like get in that room? Is well, it just really luck of the draw? Yeah, it okay. is luck of the draw. And it is like, look, can, yes, being persistent is good as an agent. Being annoying is not good. Yeah. Like if, if you're annoying and you're just emailing and calling nonstop, I'm going to ignore you. Like at that point, it's too much. Yeah. Um, But 
you know, be concise. Just give me the pitch and let's move mm-hmm. on. But the truth is, and like this is really the reality. These big roles, these series regular roles, these roles that are we're making offers on, that we're making, you know, offers to people with for a lot of money with with names yeah. and name value uh, in the marketplace. Don't don't pitch me someone that has no one's ever heard of. Mm-hmm. We're we're just not going to cast that person. Right. It's just not realistic. Not on a TV show. Not right now. Not the way we're doing things. It's yeah. just. So it's like that is a waste of my time. I understand you'd like to give this person an opportunity. He was so awesome, and I, I get it. He's probably not getting this job. He's not going to be number one on the call sheet. For all reasons that have nothing to do with probably that person. That have had nothing, yeah. not one thing yeah. to do with that person. It has to do with the marketplace yeah. and commerce. <laughs> so it has, you know, and so the, that kind it's of thing. It's hard for a show to stay uh, on if it doesn't make money and no one's ever That's right. the people in it. And he, but here's the thing: I don't. I have a lot of thoughts about that, and I don't know that it necess, I don't know that famous necessarily means eyeballs. Correct. You know, I don't. You know, I mean, Julia Roberts did a TV show, and nobody watched it. Right. And I love her. Yeah. I mean, how fucking amazing is it yeah. to get Julia Roberts to your TV show? Um, but it didn't translate into all the viewers in the world. I think making a good TV show translates to viewers. Right. You know, and I think you just got to make the best fucking TV show possible. I like to hear that. Do you think a lot of the reason why Mad Men had that success was also because AMC was such a new, and they were allowed to cast yeah. pretty much no names? Totally. And you had like you know Car Blanche to do whatever. Yeah. I kind of see that right now with uh, like that Paramount Network with mm-hmm. the Taylor Sheridan and all the stuff he's doing. Right. Like I, a lot of these, I never seen any of these people. Yeah. Other than like you get Kevin Costner, I get it, and then you try, you know, the right. rest of the cast is kind of like. I mean, I semi-famous think, people. But I mean, Kevin Costner. No, no, you got the guy. You got but the I main mean, guy. But I mean, you got the guy. Yeah, that's a big fucking movie star. Right. So it's like I don't know. I, I to me, that's not really the model because Kevin Costner is a giant movie star. But I also feel like convincing him to do a TV show. Yeah, no, all is of pro- it is probably like the all of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, incredible. Um, but that's a good show. Yeah, it's a good show. Right. And I think honestly, to me, the best shows that are being made right now are the ones where they're letting people have some creative freedom Yeah, where they're saying, yeah, write that, tell that story. Yeah. Put that actor in. I know no one's heard of them, but they're fucking amazing. Like those are the ones where it's interesting. Well, it's kind of like what the, a lot of the network or streaming services now are following that old HBO model, like back in the late nineties, two thousands. Cause I kind of feel like Sopranos kind of changed the game. Yeah, for sure. So, and now they're actually like telling like good stories on TV, like more and more and more. Well, I think everybody wants to work in TV now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that has definitely shifted where we have people approaching us where they say, oh, so-and-so's looking. And you're like, oh. Yeah, because. Okay. I moved here in 2004 and features were can still. Were Were it. Were it. That was the varsity level. TV was like JV. They were like, oh, you're doing TV. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's Completely, completely flip like, oh, you're doing a movie? Good for you. Oh, I mean, I'm when, on a TV show For now. sure. Yeah. yeah, like when people would say to me, oh, you're a TV casting director? I'd be like, yeah, I am. And, <laughs> and now they're like, oh, what TV shows do you work on? Yeah. It's very different. It's called like, You, you like Ignored my... Me a few years ago. That's the... Uh... <laughs> well, it's really hard to get a movie made now. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's more expensive than a TV show. And the same things that used to sell don't sell anymore. Agreed. Also, you have so. three, four, five seasons to develop and arc a character, yeah. whereas two hours, like, it's not right. nearly and like, the real estate to work with. And the actors realize that they actually are going to get to do this insane work, right. that they're going to get to grab onto a character and hold onto it for a little while. Yeah. 
And even if these bigger actors don't want to do several seasons, they want to do nine episodes, 10 episodes, because they're getting to tell a, a much more complete story. In some instances, obviously, yeah. there's incredible storytelling in films. And it does but, that same exact like passion or mentality, I'm assuming, transfer to casting? Like, hey, we get to work on this for multiple yeah. times rather than just one and we're off to the next job. Totally. I like doing pilots. I don't. I like creating original casts. Um, and I like doing episodic work for sure. Um, it, it can be very fulfilling and creative. Um, and sometimes it's just like, okay, yeah, yeah. we need – what do we need? Okay. And, and you know, and that that's just some shows are like that. Like, and it and honestly always to me depends how much the producers care. If the producers care and are invested and really, really want to make a good show, then I'm excited to go to work. I'm excited to give them the best. If the producers don't give a shit yeah. and are phoning it in, you're like, okay. And I mean, I, because of the work ethic I have and who I am, I can't really ever phone it in. Yeah. Like, it's not like in my DNA. But still, even then, you're like, it, the, the process then becomes not fun. Where you're like, oh, no one here cares. I care. I care more about your show than you do. That's not a good sign. No, it's a bad sign. With all the streaming services, though, I mean, there's obviously so much to watch now. I almost feel like it's getting a little watered down. I feel like there's, like, so many things. Like there are. Everything is amazing. But has that just created more work? Obviously, there's more work yeah. for acting. But I'm not mad about for, it. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, you can be casting, like, ten shows. But No. It you it's you know there's there's a good amount of casting directors people you know, I mean I think on it's sort of a little unfair like that there's a lot of people that have multiple and a lot of people that are like I would take one, right? Which, I you know, I don't know what to say about that. I just think that's the nature of the business because yeah. it's like an actor being like I just want one show or one good role and then right there you see the same actor on like five shows. I know and 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 it's like, it is the nature of the business. Yeah. It is totally. So. What are you? Uh, what's going on? What's what's coming up? What's coming up? What's coming uh, up? We are working on something for Peacock right now called The Innocent, which okay. is based on that documentary, um, "Kidnapped in Plain Sight," uh, true crime. Yeah, and it is super dark and really, really good. The script it is. Uh, it's by Nick Antosca, and he did um, the act, that thing with Joey King, oh, yeah, 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 and Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Uh, he's he's super talented. It's a very very good script. Is it like script stage? Are you? Oh no, we're early we're casting. casting. Is it we're done? Casting. You are okay. Um, we're the we're in the beginning process. Well, we've been doing it a while, but right, <laughs> we're just starting to put some people in place. Uh, we shoot in February on that. Um, and that's going to be really good. And we're doing also something called Candy, another true crime. These are both limited series. Um, and Candy is for um Hulu. And when you say limited series, are you talking like eight, ten? Like Candy's Queen's five Gambit? episodes. Okay, five. And uh, the, Chernobyl was, I think, five. Yeah, as well. and yeah. the Innocence nine. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So that'll. And take... this is like after nine, it's done. Yeah. Okay, so the there's no season two, like no. you know, going in. Okay. I yeah. like those because when you can jump on like yeah. Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones or something else you haven't seen before, it's like, oh my gosh, I got to watch. It's a commitment. 10. Yeah. It's a major. Seasons. Com- you know, it's a commitment, for sure. Um, and the limited series is definitely a way for. It's a it's a new not new but new ish way of storytelling you know that's uh, get to tell a little thing and then move right. on and the actors like it yeah the, because they don't have to commit they yeah and I mean if you're on a series for whatever ten years you probably can't do a lot of other things unless it works around you cannot yeah. but you can get very rich so well, that's okay there are things <laughs> there there are trade offs yeah you know it's not too hard and horrible for anyone right 
Um, <laughs> so those are two you're working on right now. Excited. Those are, oh, we're also doing Shogun, the remake of Shogun. Oh, wait for FX. The original. Oh. Yeah. Well, well, I was like five when I watched that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we were all really young. Um, Richard Chamberlain, like oh. it was it. Yeah. But we are re- it is being remade for, fa- for no FX. No way. Wow. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, it is like a 98% Japanese cast. So we've had Japanese casting directors on as well. And nice. Major. Laura covered that one. Are these all referral jobs? Are they like you had to really pitch that job to get well, it? Well, we did the terror the terror season two of the terror, which was uh, had a ton of Japanese casting, um, and I did that, and I think that definitely helped us get land, land another job, get Shogun. Yeah. Um, but those the guys who are doing Shogun, um, we did counterpart with. Oh wow! So, so that so, so that was re- repeat business. Yeah. Um, and Candy is written by one of the writers from Mad Men. And she, this was her, you know. So once you work with someone and you've vetted them for hard work, ethic, honesty, yeah. you trust their taste and everything, you probably just continue to work uh, with those people. That's ideal. Hopefully. That's yeah. ideal, yeah, for sure. I mean, the repeat business is the best part of it. Mm. You know, getting to work with people you sort of have a short, like a shorthand with that you've, you know, created with before is the best. Um, but new people are fun too, you know. Um, it's always a little scarier. When you when you just said your partner casted more of that, like so, do you guys do separate shows? We do just we, under we, one umbrella of yes. the company. Okay, we we uh, yeah, we just take point on things because got it. When when we got a lot busier after Mad Men, we realized we couldn't. We did all Mad Men together, mm-hmm. um, and once we realized we were too busy to do that, yeah, that we just couldn't be all the places, right? So we split up. Now, producing wise, anything coming up? Is that kind of on the back burner? It's not on the back burner. There's some things, but there's nothing I can really talk about. Nothing that is uh, for public consumption yet. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, the producing one day, one day, one day. Any any dream to direct? No, no. So no more acting. Nothing directing. No more acting. I mean, I haven't acted in like 23 years. I have a flash mob that I need cast, (laughs) um, and I would like also you to be in it. So what? What? What do you think? Yeah, I don't do that. No, No. I. I I told you I will sing karaoke anywhere, (laughs) anywhere, anytime. You let me know, and I'll come sing. But so it's a script about this karaoke singer who also gets discovered. Also dances. (laughs) (laughs) I do not dance anymore. You're also a mom. Can we chat about that for two seconds? Like. You're not just work all the time. No, I work. I I am. A How mom. do you balance that? Give me a little bit of insight uh, that. Well, I will say that strangely, the pandemic helped with the balance of that because I work from home now. So um, I definitely am able to be more present with her in the like dinner time, nighttime hours because I'm not at my office still. Right. Um, I'm there, and even though I'm working and I'm working through preparing dinner and doing all that stuff, I'm. I'm present. And before yeah. it was like rushing in, cooking, got to spend, you know, an hour and then she went to bed. Um, and, you know, I pick her up from school now too. Like there was, there are things that happened because of the pandemic that just like shifted everything. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 it, the balance is what it is. You know, there are some days I, I kick its ass and some days I totally fail. And some days I'm just like not available. Mm-hmm. And, she knows it, and I'll just be honest with her. I'm like, I am in the weeds today, and I'm like, and she's 12, so it's like she can hear it. I'll just be like, I am not present today, and I'm like, and it has nothing to do with you. And I was like, you know, I'll see you at dinner. Right. We eat dinner. We eat dinner together every night. Oh, 
Right. And that to me is we important and non-negotiable. So you just told us that she was 12. You started the show saying that when you were around 12, you got really into like acting and uh-huh. theater and dance. Is she in that creative space as well? She is, but she's not into acting. Okay. She is a musician. Oh, cool. Ah. She sings. She plays the bass. Um, she plays piano. She's in a band. She listens to all your vinyl. She she does. <laughs> she friends with Bon Jovi. Yeah. She listens to a lot of fucking rock and roll. Oh, nice. And I always just say to her, I'm like, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, this is the good music. This is like, yeah. this is going to set you up. Like, yes, all new music is cool too, but like, this is where it's at. Right. This is where they're getting those ideas. Yeah. 80s so, hair metal. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I don't. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Look, 80s hair metal is like a thing for me where it's like you can take the girl out of Jersey, but it's like, you know, when I hear it, I'm excited, but it's not necessarily what I put on when I'm driving around. Right. But like 70s rock and roll, yeah. like Led Zeppelin and the yeah. Rolling Stones and Beatles and the Eagles. The Eagles yeah. yeah. Like that yeah. to me is like. You put on yeah. Journey and drive to work. And... Listen, Journey is Journey. I don't want to tell you. What do you think I listened to on the way here? <laughs> Maybe a Journey song came on. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's exciting. That sounds like a fun, good relationship. I mean, you have the yeah. arts, but it's different. It's We have the arts, but it's different. Um, you know, she just had a concert over the weekend, and uh, I ha- she got pissed at me because she was she sang. She sang and played piano. They didn't have her mic right. I was, of course, the ultimate stage mother. I said nothing, but in my head, I was like, the fucking mic, and this sounds bad. <laughs> and, I, you know, and, and it's like, but it was what, she sounded great. Yeah. Really, like, honestly, she was great. But there were some things about her actual, like, vocal technique that I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, and I said to her, I said, I can help you with some of that. And she was like, I don't want your help. And I was like, okay. I was like, but. <laughs> but. And then I was like, I need to shut up. Yeah. I need to let her have this. And, and she was like, so you thought I sucked? And I was like, no, I never said those words. You absolutely did not suck. You were amazing. And I just I just dug myself like deeper yeah, and deeper. Yeah. Um, so it's a parenting fail, guys. That is uh, not, you, you know. pay someone else to give the same note you Which I normally do. <laughs> Smart. Which I normally do. And this was just a thing where like I said it. And as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, oh no. I shouldn't have said it. Can I ask a question about, actually, uh, just maybe the last little question I have is, you said your parents were highly encouraging for mm-hmm. you and the arts and everything you wanted to do. I'm assuming same way. Totally. Um, which is, I think, a pretty good benefit or at least an encouragement. It puts some wind in your sails. Um, did your parents ever give you notes on what you were doing? They were not creative like that. Okay. So well, everything I did same. was amazing. They were like, oh, I mean, I, I could have truly, like, I, I, I could have shit on the floor, and they would have been like, "Oh my, oh my god. god, so amazing, amazing!" <laughs> that is, that's our yeah. daughter. We're proud of her. Whereas, like, my daughter unfortunately does not have that luxury. Like, if she doesn't work, I'm literally like, "Well, you should have rehearsed." <laughs> <laughs> and, well, and and I'm not. You want to drive towards greatness? No, but here's the thing: it's not because I'm hard on her, and I'm not like, "You need to do this." No, there's none of that. But you know, she knows it. She knows the difference that if she rehearses, she's gonna kick its ass yeah and if she doesn't she won't and she knows it and she's proven it to herself so now if i say to her she's like she's like do you think that went well i'm like i think it did go well what do you think she's like i think i could have worked on it more i'm like yeah yeah so you know and that i find most people most people with some talent are always self-critiquing in a good way in a good way that's how you get better for sure and i think she's still sort of finding her way and i'm trying to let her find her way without me being all over her about it um because she does definitely have a gift. I, I want her to foster the gift, but I don't want to stage mom her. Right. 
but I do also I do want to instill in her that working hard and rehearsing and practicing and really like getting it up on its feet is the only way you're ever going to know. And if you don't do it, you're not doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I, I you That's, know. That principle, though, I think is whatever you do. Right? Whatever you do. Cooking, casting, totally. music. Like you, yeah. you have to take that into the room. No one else is going to do the work for you. No. You have to do it. Exactly. I kind of feel like it's that tri-state area back home. It's kind of how we were all raised. We were all raised like I that. Mean, I know. And not everyone was raised like that. No. Not at all. No. But, yeah. and My parents told you if you were not good. That, yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't. They just wanted you to get better. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, and my parents were very much into work ethic. Um, but I didn't need to be pushed as far as all that. Like, all I wanted to do was sing and dance and rehearse. And like, I didn't want to do anything else. Right. They were like, you should do your homework. And I was like, mm. <laughs> I should sing a song. Yeah. About doing my homework. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But um, no, this is awesome. We appreciate you coming on. Angela's got a, we do a last final question with all the, uh, all, all the right. guests. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's go. Um, we're about at, at an hour, so I want to respect your time. I know you got 17 more pilots to cast just today alone. <laughs> um, uh, this is purely theoretical, and you can take it any direction you want, but let's say casting hadn't worked out or you didn't meet this boy that got you out to L.A. Mm-hmm. What do you think you would have been doing? Would you be cooking with the hat on? Would you be, and there's no wrong answer. I'm just curious, like, outside of entertainment, the same I desire to develop other artists and pull greatness out of people. All the things you've said in principle, what's another job or jobs that maybe you would have been content with in this life doing? Uh, I think for sure cooking, you know, for sure being a chef is definitely something I would have done. Because you're still creating art for another person. Yeah, and I, and I love cooking for other people, and I love sharing meals with people. I think sharing food and the way you connect with people over food is, is like one of the greatest things that we have. 100%. Yeah. And, you know, wine and a, a nice meal is like, what's better? And when I get to – and I do think it is a way I take care of people. You know, when I think about like what love languages are and things like that, I'm like, oh, I take care of people through cooking. You know, like that is a way that I'm trying to show you like. I care. That I care. Um, So, yeah, I think I definitely would would do that. It would have been something artistic, not corporate, but most likely. No way. No way. I don't even I'm not even I'm not structured that way. (laughs) I'm not I I, I, I'm too much of a rule breaker. Right on. <laughs> nice. We appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Thanks. Guys. It's been fun. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Really I'm going to do a little exit here real quick, and then um, we'll sign off, okay? Yeah. Um, all right. For everyone who's out there watching us on YouTube, thank you very much uh, for doing that. Uh, smash that like, subscribe button, hit the bell notification if you want to know when we are uh, releasing new podcasts. Um, yeah, if you're listening to us on Spotify, uh, Google Play, iTunes, iTunes um, thank you. Um, the more listens and the more subscriptions, it helps us. We like that, and then we can keep doing what we're doing. Um, that's all we have for today. Again, Carrie, thank you for thank being you, here. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate you so dropping fun. all the insight. Um, I'm sure you're going to encourage and help a lot of people. That is all know. for today, unless you had anything else that you wanted to sign off with, no, Tony. I'm good. All right, everybody. Uh, have a good week, and we will talk to you next week.